0: Hey everyone, my name is Anthony Ramsey, and you're listening to the Communitech Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to continue the discussion of tech for good. What is tech for good? I mean, the concept seems easy. You make great tech, and you apply to do good things, but what is good? And how do we ensure we all share the same meaning? And how do we continue to use and apply technology to make life better for everyone? I have an example from True North 18, where Richard Yim, CEO at DeMine Robotics, breaks down his experience in the battle of tech for social good. DeMine Robotics focuses on helping the world remove landmines safely and efficiently. Richard dives down in the three funnels of understanding. I'm not gonna give those away just yet. We're gonna rewind back to True North 18. So here's Richard Yim and the battle of tech for social good. So we are talking about the battle of tech in social good. A topic that I was hoping that in 10 years from now we don't have to talk about because technology and social good seem to be such a perfect marriage. You apply technology to solve the world's biggest problems. But as you know, technology is not the common solution to solve social world problems. And in order for us to really understand how can we make impact and introduce technology and innovation, we need to understand why it hasn't happened so far. And so I will reflect on my journey with the my Robotics in the past two and a half years, the struggle and the challenge we face, but also what we did different that allow us to get support and be where we are today. So there are three reasons from our experience that really hamper the introduction of technology and innovation for social good. The first is coming from the team itself, from the technology team itself, and that is living the problems. It's very hard to understand the core roots of why a problem exists or persists throughout the years. It's easy to look at clean water problem and say, it just contaminate water. You just dig more wells or fix the contamination and be good, all in fine. It's easy to look at food shortage and say, we'll just grow more crops, or we'll just send more food to those areas. It's easy to say, for landmine, why don't we just clear more landmine in a year? And to understand it, it's about understanding all the stakeholders. We need to understand the users, the deminer themselves, that spending days in and days out in minefield. We need to understand about the victims, what is their day-to-day life are like? How are uh, landmine clearance impact their daily lives in terms of growing crops and agriculture? We need to understand the NGOs and the governments, how all their roles and their plays is actually working together. So this means not finding a solution by reading the problem through newspaper or watching a video on it, but it's about living the problem, going to minefield, working as the miner, having conversations, spending weeks with them, really understanding the core process. The second problem that we've been seeing is, we've got to develop this product, or this machine, and it needs funding. And funding for landmine clearance robots, for us, we have the check mark of every single box for a VC to say no. We focus on the problems that is in the market side is in the hundreds of millions instead of hundreds of billions. We work in a B2G business to governments and business to institution that is very hard and have a long sales cycle. And we talk about scalability issue of expanding from one country, one village to globally. And so, on the surface, it is not something that would be funded by VC or other investors. how can you get fund to research and develop a product to solve long term solutions? And the third problem that is really a big one is have to deal with how NGOs are operating. For NGOs, it's it's a great things that they are doing around the world. I truly believe that the founders and people working Those NGOs have good intentions that want to do great. But the way the structure and everything work today, it is very difficult for them to have a long-term impact. And the reason is, we're talking about Band-Aid solution. NGOs have to focus on quick results that allow them to produce tangible number and statistic year after year. With a million dollars, they need to present how many families they can support with food, how many wells they dig in the dead year, and how many landmines they clear. If that one million dollars were to be focused onto research and development for a long-term solution, it would be no tangible result that they can say, and that would impact on their donor size because NGOs are relying on donors to support them to carry their works. So now we're talking about the donors. Private citizen, foreign government, and foreign aid is the main, the main stakeholder that supports those NGOs. And for them, we, they want to see instant results the short-term gratification is so strong and it's something that it's very hard to get away from and put so much risk on the R&D. And investing risk into R&D is a huge problem too because if the technology doesn't work out, there's going to be a lot of critics saying that $1 million could have feed 10,000 villagers. And so that is the debate. That we have to think about. The band-aid solution or the long-term investment. And for NGOs, they are restricted in that direction. So you might say, okay, how about what if an NGOs in that industry that focus on, say, landmine clearance, stand up and say, no, we're gonna be focusing on long-term investment to find a solution that can clear landmine better without sending a deminer with a shovel to dig out landmine. What if NGOs say that. Well, then the rest of the NGOs that are doing landmine clearance will say, wait, but we can take 10,000 landmines out with your funding. Because what we observe is that there are many NGOs working in the same field, doing the same thing, sharing the same visions. And now it developed what they call the culture of competition, not culture of collaboration, because each NGO competing to get those donor funding. So each NGO focusing on Instant result and focusing on the race to the bottom to get the short term result as much as they can. So, this culture of competition is actually hurting the collaboration between industry. I mean, in Landmine, it gotten so bad that there is a program called Clearing for Resolve, which NGO would bid to the programs so that they can clear at the cheapest price. The cheapest price means lower quality, means forcing the miners to work uh, using a process that is unusable, uh, such as going to minefield and dig out landmines using a shovel, working long hours, and expecting them to produce real results, days after days. So these three reasons, the understanding the problems, Where's the funding coming from and the NGO cultures really hamper of introducing new technologies into social cost problems? It is something that, for us, we were very fortunate to be able to combat against that and actually tackle each of those reasons one by one. Living the problem, for me, we were able to work with many NGOs and actually go to many minefields around Cambodia, spending weeks at times living with the miners, sharing meals, sharing stories with them. We hold meetings with many NGOs, this one with the largest landmine clean organization, to discuss their strategy on how we can implement our technology into their field. We work in minefields in Cambodia, Alongside those deminers to really understand where the con- big concern is and it's not easy for us to sit back and say we know this problem the most because we don't and those people on the field do And the biggest step for us as a company and as an individual is when I completed my training to be a deminer because Understanding and watching a deminer doing work is one thing. But when you're on the ground, digging out landmine yourself, that's the true understanding of the problems. So for me, that experience really opened my eyes up a lot. I know how hard it is for a deminer to clear landmine. I've seen it many, many times. But when I was on the ground, under 40-degree heat, with the body armor, the face mask, unable to breathe, that's when I truly appreciate their work, and every minute in the field is a struggle. For us, wind doesn't stop there. We focus on creating an organization that is financially sustainable, We're focusing on building our technologies, a strong base of technology that can extend the usage of this machine that we build into other industry. We're focusing on providing a solution that economically makes sense to the NGOs and government to implement. Using all these methods, we were able to raise from private investors into our work. But we don't just rely on private investors. We are scrappy. We, we scrap all the money where we could find from grants, from competitions. We got pro bono from lawyers. We got in-kind support from accountants. We work with NGOs that give us training for free. We work with NGOs that give us field visits, that give us knowledge that we wouldn't get otherwise. And we were able to do it because we've shown them one thing that they haven't seen before, and that is hard work and determination. We're willing to get down and dirty. So with the NGOs, how did we change their attitude and get them to work with us closely? And the, the, the biggest thing for us is that we involved them from the first design to iteration to the first task. In the first model of our prototype, we built it and we brought it to Cambodia, under the observation of the largest lime mine clean organization over there, and we work with the miners, asking them what can be improved, asking them what can be better, and we don't just take their advice and dismiss it. We took the first design, we improve it, and we build the second design of our excavator that continue to be tested and continue to get feedback from many NGOs nationally and internationally. And then we built the third prototype that two weeks ago we were able to bring to Cambodia and was tested in Siem Ream on a safety mine under the observation of Cambodian Mine Action Center. We were able to really focus on the practicality of our machine. We focused on the functionality of how we can actually have this machine work alongside the miners, we're not only building something that wants to help the miners, we actually build something that can and will help the miners. So with the technology that we're able to build, all of this is all to the help of every stakeholder that we work with. The government that have been helping us, the NGOs that have been supporting us. But the biggest thing also is to understand how this technology will implement in the field. See, for technology, we think of it as something that we can pass on after we build it and we push it out. So if you're looking at a race, we just want to run and pass the baton on to the implementer, the NGOs, to kind of take it and implement it. But that's not how it would work in the NGO's world. Because of their strict restriction of the funding, they need the efficiency to be high in order for them to actually implement and use it. Which means, in a race, if you're looking at it, we need to run alongside the NGO with the baton for a long, long time before we can pass it on to them when our machine is up to the efficiency that we need it to be. And right now, that's what we are doing. This August, we will be putting our machine with the deminers, working with them days in and days out, understanding what needs to be improved, understanding the iteration that needs to be done, and pushing it forward. And our hard work pays off. We have the machine that right now is functional. We also have the support of the Cambodian Prime Minister that he is a strong believer that this machine will make a difference in Cambodia and in minefield that is right now, is a big problem across the countries, And the biggest lesson for the past two and a half years is that in order to solve social problems with technology, it's not just the technology, but it's the social political side that need to come together, that need to support each other to make sure that each of the problems that we're trying to solve can be done and the practicality is, the, is there to solve it once and for all. Thank you.